Canuck Central, hour number two. We are in the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics. Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. In hour one of the program, we talked to Ian McIntyre, the triple threat. Is Elias Patterson taking the next step in his career, making another evolution to seeing himself into the superstar level of talent we expect him to be for the Vancouver Canucks? You can check that out on podcast, subscribe, leave a review. We do appreciate it. Elevation would also work. Yeah. Evolution, elevation, all all possible. (laughs) All valid. It's all about the framing. It's all framing. I was I'm I'm flustered because I saw that ostriches are trending on Twitter in Canada. Ostriches? Yeah, like why the does animal. that get you flustered? Because I'm like, why is an ostrich trending in Canada? That's so quirky. Apparently, they're like on the loose somewhere in Alberta. <laughs> like twenty they ostriches are. just like running around in a small town. <laughs> Sounds like a bit of so, a horror movie. Like, what's a what is this ostrich doing? So ostriches, yeah, I mean, as far as horror goes, um, I don't know how, you know, how horrific it is, but they can mess you up. Yeah. Like, they, like an ostrich can mess you up. Like, don't run up against an ostrich thinking they're just like, they got these long necks or whatever. They're just birds. They won't do something to you. Like, they got claws. They'll mess you up. Run up if you want to get done up. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I'm also having a, um, a recollection of, Ex, I believe, Leicester City manager Nigel Pearson in a cagey post-match news conference calling a a reporter an ostrich. <laughs> Was he making fun of his neck or something? He he said he asked a dumb question. He's like, "Are you an ostrich?" Put your head in the sand type <laughs> <Yes>. of deal. <laughs> yeah. An ostrich. It was uh, it was very funny. Uh, I'm definitely the only one. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm definitely the only one that remembers this. Also, Dan is like terrified of ostriches running down the street. uh, He he was the manager that preceded uh, Claudio Ranieri, uh, and eventually the manager who won the uh, Premier League for Leicester City. All right, that's enough. Time for the mailbag. Uh, Let's get to it. Uh, We've got a uh, a cast of thousands. We've got a, a full on team. Joining us for the mailbag today, Sat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I, oh, so I mean, yes. Uh, I've been a bit sick, so I worked from home on Tuesday. Couldn't yeah. make it in yesterday. Today, I'm also working from home because I don't want to bring whatever it is I have to the studio. So, what's going on? Fill me in. Oh, uh, well, we've got producer Josh here as Hello. always. Yeah, yep. Uh, we've got. I, our... I noticed that one. Thank you. <laughs> we've got our new teammate Elon running the board right now in a uh, Marcel Darius Bills jersey. Very classy. And like uh, intern Angelina is uh, is here as well. So we've, we've got a full team. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Post-COVID. I know. Wow. Uh, Things look, are happening. It's great. Let's start with questions. Broom. This is from at Broom. We have a question about a broom? Well, it's not related to a broom. Okay. Uh, when Dermot comes back, do you finally, finally expect Rathbone to be sent to Abby or will Riley Stillman be waived? Uh, I would say it, it's almost premature to, to talk about it, not knowing when Dermot is going to return. That is still 
uh, up in the air right now. Um, I, I personally opinion based because he is, you know, <laughs> uh, eligible to go through uh, to Abbey without having to go through waivers. I would say Rathbone is the is the decision. Yeah, I mean it's pretty obvious, right? Because Rathbone's not getting into the lineup right now, and uh, Burroughs is, Stillman is, and clearly they they value Stillman and Burroughs. So why would they expose one on waivers? I think it's it's pretty clear what's going to happen. Rathbone goes down. All right, Oz, who on the Canucks roster do you believe believe has the best chance to win a major award? As much as they have some great players, to be the best is quite the mountain to climb. Not necessarily this season, by the way, but in their career. Who has the best chance to win an award? Is Bo Horvat on the list right now? For Rocket the, Richard. For the Rocket? Would you still Is that considered a major award? I would say so. That's a major award. Who is a like would you say would you bet on him beating like McDavid and other guys over Pedersen winning a Selkie at any point in his career though? I think I think Pedersen's going to win. I think Pedersen, if I had to make a prediction, I think he wins a Selkie at some point. Wow. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, I, I think, I don't think that's, it's that out of the norm with how his game is trending. He's already been getting that consideration. He's in his early 20s. That's an award guys usually win in their late 20s, early 30s. There's a lot of time to go for Pedersen to keep building that reputation up, especially if he starts getting used in a matchup role. Yeah, I, I'll say it. I'm saying it today. He's going to win a Selkie before it's all said and done. I love it. Love the take. He's he's also penalty killing, which is a prerequisite for for winning yeah. a Sel Selkie as well. So that's big. Uh, I I could see that. I Demko can win a Vesna. Demko can win a Vesna, just not this year. So <laughs> probably not. He's going to have to go on some tear the final 62 games here. He's going to have to have a 9.43 save percentage for the rest of the season. Um, I. I'll say Demko winning a Vesna. Demko can do yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Pedersen has 24 points in 20 games. Is a Hart trophy out of the realm of possibility? I mean, sorry, the Art Ross and even a Hart. I mean, if you win an Art Ross, you have a chance to win a Hart, right? I, we know we don't look at him as that player. We just talked about the Selkie. But is it outside the realm of possibility? I mean, he's 11 points back of Connor McDavid right now. So it's, it's quite the gap I mean, to make up, obviously. As but. long as Connor McDavid in the league is in the league, I, I find it hard to predict anybody yeah. is going to win an Art Ross trophy other than him. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's kind of the argument. I mean, I mean has Quinn's game... Like, no, Quinn's too far down. He, he's too far down the list right now of, of Norris Trophy candidates for me. But like in, in say, five or six years... If he, like, has, like, a sensational year or so. Like, he's always... Like, the thing about Quinn is, even though clearly he's not in the same class as the guys, obviously, in Kale McCarr right now and everything like that, but he's a guy who's been talked about in the same class, a high pick, and look at the point production. He's right there, one of the best, if not the best, and all that sort of stuff. Like, I think reputationally, like, he's a guy that is already on a pedestal. And if he puts together a few really sensational years, he's getting into his late 20s, and this team has success on a Canadian team and everything like that, right? Like, I think it can happen. Let's not forget, when this team is successful in a big Canadian market, players do get run, right? I mean, we've seen that happen. Naslin got run. Um, obviously, we saw the Sedins get some run. We saw Ryan Kessler win a Selkie. The Vesna's been a hard one to win, but guys have been getting, you know, votes for it or whatever. I don't think I don't think Norris is outside the realm of possibility for Quinn Hughes. Uh, can Luke Shen win the uh, Mark Messier award? That would be fun. <laughs> is that a nature award? 
but yes. Um, yeah, I, it's it's the big three on the Canucks that have the best chance of winning a trophy. Yeah. I would, if we're power ranking who has the best chance of winning one of those, I think it's Pedersen, Demko, and then Hughes for me. I think that's fair. I'm gonna bet on Miller for Selkie. Okay. Yeah. What? Long shot. I'm just kidding. Got you know, votes. Just, just a couple kidding. years ago, he got votes. First year in Vancouver, he got Selkie votes. Maybe one vote. I don't know if it was more than one, but he got a he vote. Got, uh, he got a few. He got a few. I think yeah. he got like 30. He got a few. Good for him. <laughs> uh, next question. Tim, what would you set the over-under at for player moves currently on roster being moved out from now until the trade deadline? So players that are currently on this roster being traded, what's the over-under? Two and a half. Ooh, two and a half, eh? I think one and a half is too low. Because you would say, like, Horvat was probably one. Well, yeah. I mean, they've got a bunch of UFAs, right? Luke Shen. Yep. Kyle Burrows, another UFA that can move at the deadline should they become a seller. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about – I mean, Shen, and I've been kind of hinting at this. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they signed him to a contract. Like, I, I think he's the ideal player that they should – go to and say hey listen we're not making the playoffs this year at the deadline how about we send you somewhere and we'll talk to you again in the summer like i think that's the ideal way to go about it but um it wouldn't shock me if they keep him so i'm not sure i want to keep him as an option i think it is two and a half i think that 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 is the number actually you know what no no three and a half between now and the end of the season because here's the thing they can can make a couple minor moves we've already made three trades in season already yeah three and a half I think three and a half is a number. Well, because, yeah. Between two, now it, and the end of the season. If it were two and a half, I'd say over pretty easily. Three and a half, sure. I have to yeah. think about it a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's the better number. I mean, there's 60-odd some games to go. They might make a couple minor trades. It depends on, like, if, if we talk about trades involving guys off the roster and everything like that, we want to get a little more whatever. But I think three and a half is a number. I think that this team really does want to make, you know, a lot of trades if they can. Uh, this one from William is Myers really on his way to Ottawa. What would it take to have that deal happen, and what would be the potential return? Not Nikita Zaitsev. <laughs> yes. Um. Well, I, I don't think Myers is on his way to Ottawa. Um, I don't think Myers wants to go to Ottawa. Yeah. What? Well, I just find it hard. You're getting anything of. Any significance right now for Myers in any deal? Unless essentially the money matches up, which in the proposed Zaitsev for Myers deal, it would have been close to matching up. But in that sense, I if I'm basing it off of that, I would feel Ottawa has to give more in that deal to get Myers. Yes. Not a lot more, I mean- but they have to give an extra asset in order to pass on Nikita Zaitsev. My guess, the value would have to be at least a third. Yeah. To make that's, that's I mean, I'm kinda, just guessing. Yeah. I'm just guessing. I'm, this is not based on any information. Or it's anything. a ballpark. I'm just guessing. That, I think that's the bare minimum. I think they would want probably even more if they're taking on Zaitsev. You know what I mean? Because I think they look at it and say, we can get, we can probably get a third next year if we just retain half the salary, right? Especially once the bonus gets paid. Maybe even get a second if you retain. So I think they already look at his value as being second slash third with retention next year. Somewhere around that would be my guess. So why would you want to take significantly less than that? And you're taking money back, you know? Like, I just don't see it. And then the bigger question, like I mentioned, there's... 
I believe Tyler Myers has a sends on his no trade list. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned this on TV. You mentioned this last year, that, that last last week. I believe that's the case. I don't think the Canucks went to him to ask him to waive. I know Dollywall reported that as well, as well. And if they did, I'm not sure he would say okay. So, I mean, to me, the Ottawa thing is pretty moot unless two things happen. One, Myers has a massive change of heart and the Sens pony up to get him. Uh, this one from Canucked. Odds of a Miller trade. That's oh. the question. Uh, a non-zero chance, which to uh, me means like <laughs> basically there's there's a uh, there's a very small chance. So a non-zero chance, but it's very say, close to zero. One? Yeah, fifty to one. I I would say it's like you know less than a ten percent chance that, that happens. Less than a five percent chance that, that happens. It's not it's not happening. You know, fifty to one. Yeah, he's d- like that's like you know. I can't believe how, and I, I get he's been bad defensively, but man, people have really like soured <laughs> quickly on JT. Moore. Well, I, I know. I mean, it's it's hilarious, man. Like, okay, I get it. He hasn't had, he hasn't been good through 20 games, but like his production is still there. And like, uh, once we get through the end of the season, let's see what the total numbers look like for all these guys and what it is and everything like that. Like, I still feel like JT has a better chance of having, meeting his point per game production and keeping that for the next five years, and I think Bo can do that. You know what I mean? Like, his goal scoring is incredible, but he's shooting like 23%. He's probably not going to score 60-some goals, right? And if he's if that levels off a little bit, what does the total look like? And is he actually a 40-goal guy and all that sort of stuff? It's like, I get it. Bo's been the better player, more valuable, completely outscoring his problems, com- all the credit in the world to him. But we're talking about a, a massive hot streak, and what does it look like as we get through the next 20, 40 games? The thing I don't like most about JT Miller is that this is essentially three straight years where he's had similar starts to the season. Where he's poor with his puck management. Um, the defensive issues have been there. Like, they were there in the bubble year. It was part of his game at the start of last year. Remember, he didn't really go on a tear until Bruce Boudreaux came to town. The last, like, you know, 57 games of the year, he was unbelievable. One of the best scorers in the league. And totally, totally outscored his problems defensively. And was actually good defensively in some instances for much of last season. So that would be my main concern with with JT Miller. More than anything else is how he started each of the last three seasons. And it makes me wonder about his preparation for each season, if I'm being honest about it. And... Other than that, I still believe in him as a player, that he's a good player, that he's going to make you a better hockey team. But, I mean, th- this type of these types of starts to the season, uh, you know, they're killing the Canucks right now, and that's that's an alarm bell for me. Gary, what would be the price to get Bowen Byram in Vancouver? A lot. <laughs> Bo Horvat? Bo Horvat. I mean, I think if, if it was Bo Horvat or if it was JT Miller, that trade would have happened. Yeah. That's my take. And I've been mentioned this before. I think if the Canucks could have got Braden Schneider, if the Canucks could have got Bowen Byram, I think they would have already made that trade. Does, does that mean that they won't be offered that at some point? Maybe it happens. But that's my take on it. Byram, uh, still, uh, you know, the injury concerns still have to be there. But, man, was he ever good in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, still out right now for uh, the Colorado Avalanche. 
Uh, basketball Phil, are the Kraken for real? Could you see Bo going there as a free agent to slot in as the number two C behind Matty Beneers? I'm uh, going to bring back an old segment on the show. I'm not saying I believe in the Kraken. I'm just saying I expected them to be a lot better this year. Like, then they, oh, you just mean then compared to last year? You mean? Yes. Okay. I thought you meant Remember, like we did a, year. I think we, uh, at the one of the earlier mailbags just before the season began, we were asked if, um, you know, which team would have the biggest improvement this year, points wise. And I, yeah, I shouted out the Kraken and uh, sat, you went for the Devils. So we're, we're both looking good on our, on our two picks. Yeah. <laughs> Looking good so far, you know, not too bad. And we'll see. I mean, the, the best thing about the Kraken has been their overall team play and defensively, they've been very strong. Yeah. Um, playoffs, though, I, I'm skeptical that they'll make the playoffs. Yeah. Not, I'm not there yet. I'm there with you. I'm, I'm, I'm still skeptical about a lot of things going on in the league. Uh, Vicky, if all your favorite teams are playing in their respective championship games at the same time, and you could only attend one. Which game would you go to, and which Sportsnet 650 member would you bring? And it says so including this is, present or past 650 oof. members. Does this include the Canucks? Because like, if this is the Canucks, we have to be there for like no matter what. I, I assume <laughs> let's leave the Canucks out because okay. you're you're going anyway. But I would say any other team mm -hmm. that's on the board. Oh, well, it's got to be Chelsea for me. Yeah, I'm I'm going to watch Juventus <laughs> in a Champions I mean, Browns, League final. Would, yeah. Let's go. I would have to say Chelsea. I mean, Lakers. Wait, you would you would pick Chelsea over the Browns in a Super Bowl? Like a Browns Super Bowl? <sighs> maybe it's in a really yeah, nice maybe place. Browns Super, Bowl. Browns Super Bowl. I might have to. I might have to do Browns Super Bowl actually. I might have to do Browns, but it's not happening though. Chelsea has a better chance. Well, yeah, but that's why you would go to the Browns <laughs> probably because <laughs> it, it's yeah. never going to happen again. I would do the Viking Super Bowl, but uh, I don't know who I would bring. It would probably just depend on who they're playing. Yeah. Because if they're playing a team that someone else here likes, I'd be like, hey, you can. Mm. Who would you take, Dan? I'm probably taking you. Randeep. Are you? Yeah. Wow. Randy, I mean, Randeep has like, uh, been, you know, he's been to Italy and Europe a bunch of times. He gets to go wherever Whatever. he wants. He's, he's an Arsenal fan, so, you know. And he's a vegetarian, you know? So, like, I can't show him all the finer things in Italy. <laughs> all the finer things involve meat. All the finer yes. things in Italy. All the good stuff, right? All the good stuff. All the brujut, salami, suprasat. Brujut. Prosciutto. Yeah, I said that. I thought you said you weren't going to do that anymore, Sat. See, I got you. I said it last time, and I got called out on, on text inbox. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> and also out when I was out, yeah. Uh, Gordy Locke, in honor of U.S. Thanksgiving, if you guys were single and were attending a potluck, and you cannot buy you cannot buy <laughs> a prepared dish. You have to make something. What are you making? I don't know why the single part is in there. Do yeah. only I mean, single people like go to like potlucks? Yeah, as yeah. in like your significant other would would be making it instead of you. Oh, I'm the cook in in my household anyway, so. Yeah. This doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm cooking either way too. Um, I'm probably, I'm probably, if I'm taking something with me, um, I have a lot of experience with uh, mashed potatoes lately, so I would probably make some. Oh votes. man! So you're the guy, like you just like get in quickly, like yeah, I'll make the mashed potatoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the you, mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so the hard. easiest I thing, got it, guys. It's the easiest thing. 
You know what? I'd I'd make a mac and cheese because it's Thanksgiving potluck. You have to make some. I'd make a I'd make a mean mac and cheese. Thanksgiving potluck. So that means we're we're making Thanksgiving food. Well, well I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I mean, I think it, you know, in the honor of, I, well, I guess this says attending a potluck. Yeah. So. I would. Uh, I would bring some uh, some brocholi, which are like these. Uh, they're basically meatballs, but they're fried and no sauce, and they're amazing. With seasoning is on that them, like a like Thanksgiving that. thing, though? I mean, yeah, at my house it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so. It's kind of like an appetizer, you know. You yes. have it, uh, you have it before the main course. Uh, let's do. We'll do one from the text line here from Rager. Do you guys think Rutherford and Alvin's willingness to always do media would be, or would open up the possibility to have the return of a Canucks town hall with all the season ticket holders, like they used to do? Ooh, I'd say yes. Like it does because I think they're more willing to do those sort of things and they're, and they're better at it and all that sort of stuff. The question I have is now that they've kind of, you know, closed that can of worms that they don't reopen it again. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my only question about it. Uh, for me, it's uh, it would be a great way to, you know, curry favor with the fan base and win some mm-hmm. people over uh, because – what do those town halls do? They give you a better chance to um, at least explain your plan, your direction to the fan base. And that that, that can go a long, long way. Yeah. Especially in this market. I'm for it. I think it's good. You know, especially when you have good communicators out there that are able to, to do it and all that sort of stuff. I think it's a positive thing. It's just one of those, like, what is how much benefit does the organization truly gain from doing those sort of things? You yeah. know what I mean? That, that's a question I have. And why, why open it up to any sort of potential, not, not liability in terms of a, in, in the legal sense of it, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes the less you say, the better it is. Uh, final one from Alistair and Clearwater. What do you guys think the Canucks could get for Andre Kuzmenko at the deadline? If he continues to produce at this rate, a near point per game player at 950k would be a massive addition for a contender. That's Alistair in Clearwater. He's a winger um, without any experience in the playoffs. Obviously, doesn't play a so-called complete game. Because of that, I don't think it's a first-round pick. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't think the, the Canucks will be getting a first-round pick for him. I think first-round picks. Uh, are usually reserved for guys where teams, you know, feel pretty good about a sort of impact in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a big reason why they make those types of trades. But I'd say it, it's firmly around a second round pick, maybe plus. Yeah, I could, would be hard to get a first round pick for Andre Kuzmenko unless you know he really starts scoring at at a at a more significant rate than he already has. Um, but I, I I could see a, a a second round pick and a prospect, or maybe a third round pick and and a potentially higher rated prospect. It, it can go one of those ways. If if he continues to score, let's say he's got you know between fifteen and twenty goals by the deadline, uh, and a team's got an opening on their power play, uh, I, I think Kuzmenko could have some value there. Yeah, I think so too. But I, I don't think it would be much more than a second. Somebody's like, "Why would you trade him?" We're a, we're answering a question. It's the mailbag. We're answering questions in the mailbag, and I'd actually say it's more likely the Canucks find a way to sign him mm-hmm. than trade him, based on all the discussions around bringing him in and all that sort of stuff. That would be my guess. But to answer the question about the value, 
I think that's what it is. Also, rentals uh, tend to not go for that much at the deadline as well, and that's what uh, Kuzmenko would be. Does not have control beyond this season as a pending unrestricted free agent. Dan Richo, Satyar Shaw, you are listening to Canuck Central.